Last week we ended with, it looks good from here. (laughs) I don't know if you remember that, but uh, we were talking about how that at the end of life, we are standing there with God and looking back over our life, we would say, wow, it looks good from here. And so the challenge was to come back to today and look forward to eternity tomorrow and the next day and the next day and to say, it looks good from here. (laughs) So what we're doing is by faith, we are stating that God is in charge and God is going to take us from where we are to where he continually wants us to be. So the scripture that uh, we have for today is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. Now, the challenge, I think, as we look at ourselves, is not only that our sins of the past are gone, but also yesterday's gone. You know, no matter what good, bad, or ugly was part of our yesterday, yesterday is gone. Now, we still have our memories, and we still have the things that are part of our yesterdays, and there are things that that you'll never, no one will ever, ever forget because they meant so much to us. But yesterday is gone. Our future's in front of us. And so we have to deal in a healing way with everything that has happened in our life. And we can't go back and fix yesterday. We can't go back and change anything that happened yesterday. The challenge is for us not to make the same mistakes. Uh, The challenge is that we can't duplicate the good. You know, we sometimes, wow, if we could just make this happen again. Well, it isn't a matter of making something happen. It's a matter of allowing God to do what he is and what he does best, create anew. Whether you know it or not, he created you again and again and again. Our body, I, I, didn't, I didn't look this up, but our body is totally renewed. All the cells and everything, it continues to renew itself. And I don't know what the process is, how many months it is, until every, every cell, every part of our body is renewed. You know, um, some of our, never won't go there. But anyhow, our whole body is renewed and our life is renewed. The Bible says every day is a new day. The promises of God are renewed every morning. So God's promises in our life never change. And that his, his future for us never changes. God never, 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 and the word is never, plans for our demise. You know, you know what? I think I'm going to make them fail, and I'm, they're going to fail so miserably, they're going to wish they had never been born. <laughs> and, you know, and we, God doesn't plan that. Now, the Bible says if you hurt one of his children, it would be better for you never to be born. You know, if you, you know, and sometimes we think of that as being applicable to little children, but it is also applicable to the children of God. Adults. Hurting people by what we say or what we do. To hurt people intentionally. To draw, to bring out bitterness and envy and strife and to fill our lives with those things. You know, people who do that, it would be better for them never to have been born because of their destructive characteristics that they do to other people. It would be better for them not to be born. But we can't stop them from their talking. We can't stop them from their doing. And always remember there's never been a monument built to a critic. (laughs) There's never a monument built to a critic. 
and critics are a dime a dozen. You know, anybody can find something wrong with something else, somebody else. All you got to do is disagree with the way they, even if you don't know the truth, you can make it up, you know. So that's what our, our society is in. But we are a new, therefore, the scripture ta- starts with therefore. This means if anyone is in. This means, therefore me- is, this means. <laughs> or it is we look inside and what we see is if anyone. So the word therefore is if we look inside. What we see is, if anyone. See, the challenge is, if we will believe, we will see. If we allow God to do his part in us, he will change us. If we confess our sins, we are forgiven. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, God will do. So there's this little contingency, if. But God, in his character, does not change, so therefore he loves us, loves us. He just simply loves us. Nothing we do, nothing we say can change it. And he says, if anyone is in Christ, that being in Christ is that we have accepted Christ as our Savior. Now, accepting Christ as our Savior recognizes that The other people who are Christ's children are part of our family. (laughs) The sacredness of the church, the sacredness of the body of Christ, the sacredness of those who are believers extends far beyond our walls here and a denomination or anything. It goes out to the entire world. So anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. And a new creation is, how about create a new? We are created anew. Now, (laughs) you look in the mirror and it seems like the same old guy, girl, the lovely girl, you know, Uh, the the handsome, there we don't want to say lovely man, handsome, (laughs) you're not going with me on this, are you? (laughs) I don't look in the mirror and say lovely and handsome, no. (laughs) I don't look in the mirror and maybe I won't say it, but... uh, You see, we are a new creation. We are new. See, look at life differently. We look at life differently. And you see, as we we begin to awaken every morning, God, this is your day. It is a new day. It is the beginning of a new life. You know, we, uh, we sometimes think of this, oh, well, it's a new year, we begin a new year, and, you know, people make New Year's resolutions and New Year's this and New Year's that, and generally the New Year's resolutions last maybe a week, a month, you know? That's when they have all these advertisements on lose 40 pounds in 30 days, you know? <laughs> let's do a new year, let's diet, let's, well, you know, let's not eat as much, let's eat more, you know? <laughs> so... Anyone, anyone who is in Christ is a believer, and anyone who is in Christ is a believer and is a new creation. So we're looking at how that God is going to create a newness in us. Creating a newness in us means that we have to look at things differently. As believers, whether we like it or not, we are a new creation. We can't maintain the same skepticism, <laughs> We can't maintain the same cynicism. We can't uh, maintain the uh, critic. 
We can't critique and destroy and tear down because that's not part of who Jesus is. So whenever we look at this, we have a new spirit and we have a new life. Now, there are old things that like to come, that crop up. And you see, that's where we need to get rid of things. When there are certain things we need to get rid of, there are certain people okay, that you don't need to be friends with. Now I'm taking up meddling, huh? <laughs> there are certain people you don't need to be friends with. And do you know who they are? They are the people who are constantly critical. You know, they like to talk to you because you listen. And you listen to all the, you know, garbage. The, you know, this, they did this wrong. Did you read this? Did you, did you see the, you know, sometimes when I'm going through the line at the grocery store, you see all those tabloids or whatever they are, you know. So-and-so's an alcoholic and so-and-so, they did this. And it's like, you know, <laughs> they don't need any truth. Nobody needs they, anything that's out there. They don't need truth. They just need an opinion. And they'll just destroy anybody and anything. And some people are like that. That they'll destroy anything and anybody if all they need is an audience. And you're it. So if you have people like that in, in your life, then we need to let them go. You know, you, need, you know, don't tell them, Pastor McGee says, I need to let you go, you know. <laughs> You're just a bad influence on me, you know. Uh, it's not what I'm saying, but it is what I'm saying. That if, there, if there's someone in your life, see, your new year, we're a new creation, what keeps us from being the new person? What keeps us from becoming the person that God wants us to be? You know, sometimes it may be what we listen to. Sometimes it may be what we watch. Sometimes it may be who, what we talk, what we read, whatever. And you see, those, that new creation does not exist or cannot exist in, with that environment. It's like they're oil and water. It doesn't mix. So we have to learn to let go of certain things. Certain, letting go of certain things is letting go of the things that um, habits, addictus, addictions, um, remembering that today that the new has come. In Christ, new is coming, is coming in our life, and every day we get up doing, saying, asking for God to renew a right spirit within us, that we might see things more clearly, we might say things more purposefully, we might not say <laughs> some things. So, you see, some of it is that this newness that I have in Christ is that I am a new creation because I have a new way of looking at things. I have a new father. I have a heavenly father who loves me and will never forsake me. And he wants only the best for me. So you see, whenever we are giving up something, we are not just simply giving it up. We are taking on something new. The new is that I, you know, I, I'm praying for someone rather than criticizing them. I am asking for someone's blessing rather than trying to get something from them. You see, that we, that we are new in Christ, it's a new year, new opportunities, and it's a time for us to begin anew. See, when do we start? We start now. Well, what, why didn't we start last week? Well, well last week's gone. Today's, today's where we begin. Well, I have tried and failed a hundred times. Okay. So the point is, <laughs> the point is we start again. 
You see, it, what, we're, what we're continuing to do is to recognize that what God wants to do in our life, that we need, we need more dependence on him. And sometimes God is able to just walk, just walk into the moment the 101st time it works. The 101st time it works because something changed inside of us rather than being there and saying, well, you know, I've tried 100 times and 100 times it's going to fail. It's going to try, I'm going to fail until I fail again. You know, it's like, okay then don't try, just go wander off and see what happens. But you see, God doesn't allow us to wander off because wherever we go, he's there. God doesn't give up on you as easily as you give up on yourself and on him. If, if God gave up on us the way we give up on him, I mean, there, we, there wouldn't be a hope for anyone. But you see, this, this year is the day that these things change. The behaviors change. The, the time uh, for that, that we've wasted and the times that come into our life, we need to let them go. We need to, okay, this is a very, very profound uh, statement. You ready for this? Let it go. <laughs> you ready? Let it go. Okay, ready? One more time. Let it go. There are some things you just won't let go of. Now, you remember the illustration of the monkeys? Remember the monkeys? The monkey, you know, how do you trap monkeys? You get a barrel, <laughs> you put bananas in it, and you get the hole big enough for them to get their hand in there, their whatever you call them, and they reach in there, get a hold of the banana, and they're captured because they don't know enough to let it go. We got monkeys in the room. <laughs> and uh, this is another one of monkeys, just made me remember, that there was this, there was, there was this um, um, experiment, whatever, uh, they were doing with behavioral, behavioral modification, behavioral things. And so um, they put three monkeys in a cage, and at the top of the pole they put bananas, okay? So they came in, they ran up the poles, and as soon as they got up to the top, close to the bananas, they dumped water on them. So the monkeys all became frightened, and no one would go up the pole. So what happened is they said, well, okay, now that no one will go up the pole, let's bring in, let's take one out and bring one in. So they brought in a new monkey that had never been up the pole, but the two who were there before, they stopped it from going up because they knew what would happen when that monkey got up the pole. So they stopped that one from going up. Eventually, there were no original monkeys, and they started with three, and there's like 15 monkeys in this cage, and not one of them would go up the pole. None of them had experience being doused with water, but none of them would go up the pole. They had given their fears to those around them to the point that no one would go up the pole. And you see, what happens with failure is we learn, <laughs> I've learned from my mistakes. <laughs> uh, not really. If we learn from our mistakes, we would learn that mistakes happen. Failures happen. Why? Because we're not perfect. And that God has given us promises that will enable us to overcome our fears and so that we will not be afraid to go up the pole. <laughs> we will not be afraid to go after the things that are there for us. And, and so the challenge is, how do we let go of, how do we let go, how do we let go? It's a simple process. Everybody make a fist. Everybody make a fist. 
Open it up. It's that simple. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's on another planet today. <laughs> he's somewhere in a jungle with monkeys. You know, that, that, you know, so. So, so we let this year, we let this time that you take hold of all the spiritual gifts. So we look at this. This isn't about mind over matter, and if you don't mind, it don't matter. You know, it's not about mind over matter. It's not about behavioral modification. It's about promises that God has given to us, and it's a renewal that comes from our heart based upon the promise and the premise that God will see us through, that God will accomplish what he promised to do in our life. Now, it's a very simple thing, but yet it's so complex that we struggle with it every day. The simplicity of it is God says you can do all things that I can do. Paul, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Hmm. Similar to this verse here, what does it say? Therefore, in Christ, therefore, if anyone in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Paul also said that um, neither life nor death, nor principalities, nor powers, things present, things past, powers, principalities, powers, powers of the air, spiritual powers, evil, people, present, past, things to come, nothing can ever separate me from Christ. So if I can't be separated from him, then I am in him. If I am in him, I'm a new creation. And if I am a new creation, the old has gone. The new has come. You see, the new, the new has come. That's what God is trying to tell us. The new has come. Well, why can't I go forward? Because I won't let the new come. The new is what God wants to do in my life. God wants to do things in each of our life because we have a future. Our future isn't over, and our future, our future isn't so that we can get bigger barns. Our future is that we will allow all of the gifts, the spiritual gifts and blessings, all of the spiritual gifts, all of the spiritual blessings that the Lord has promised to us that they will come. Now, we know that uh, uh, the, the, the God has divided several, the, he divides the gifts of the Holy Spirit severally as he wills. So God divides the gifts of the Spirit so for our life, for our individual life. What you need is different than what I need. What I need is different than what somebody else needs. And so we each have those different spiritual gifts and God gives us gifts to help us do our work of service. So we all have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us, Romans 12, 6. We all have different gifts according to God's grace, according to God's favor given to each of us. God has favored you to give you certain things that fit right with you and your life and your circumstance. If you, you know, I, I always thought, you know, I wish I had been somebody else, you know. Uh, so I, I see these guys that are six foot eight and 350 pounds and they're all muscle. I'm trying for the 350, but I can't be six foot eight. But, uh, 
But, you know, if I would have been that in high school, I would have been, I would have been all state and, you know, one of the top draft picks coming out of high school for college and out of college into the pros, I'd have been good. But that, bur- that would, life would have been a burden. And I, I, I heard a person speak on this, and they said that if you were somebody else, that life would not fit you. It would, it would be a burden to you. You know, sometimes we think our life and what we're going through, well, this is a burden. If you were somebody else, it would be worse. Because somebody else, you're not, you're not equipped to be someone else. You are equipped to be you. God has given to you his gifts and his calling, and he calls us then to be in a relationship with him that we are in Christ. In Christ, I can do all things. Hmm. What's the scripture for our text? If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old has gone, new has come. I can do all things. You see, I can do all things because I'm new. I'm renewed. My strength is renewed, like the eagle. Should run and not be weary. The weak will not faint. The weak will have their strength and and the the eagle will renew itself. One of the things I, I think of with the eagle, you can't tell how old an eagle is by looking at it. Can't look at its feather and say, well, that's an old bird. <laughs> because they molt. They renew. They grow back their feathers. And we find that they, and they use the adversity, the wind, to take them to different heights. So in our lives, we look at adversity as something to drive us to the ground, but it isn't, we're not being driven anywhere. God is leading us to the kingdom of heaven. And looking from heaven backwards, we can say, it looks good from here, And then we come back to today and look forward to heaven and say, it looks good from here. (laughs) Because we want the same thing, let the same mind be in Christ, let the same mind that is in Christ Jesus be also in you. To Jesus, it looks good from here. So, why God put us here? It's a good question. Why did God put us here? Well, the Bible says that he that is greatest among you, let him be the servant of all. We have a purpose, and our purpose is to serve. We, have, we, are, we, have, we are gifted with our words. Wow, that was a good job. <laughs> you did a good job today. You know, telling kids and grandkids, you look lovely today. <laughs> you know, well, they're all disheveled and whatever. Wow, you look good today. Really? <laughs> we, are, we are the encouragers. We are the people who see things differently. We are the people who, who are part of the new creation that God looks, man looks on the outward appearance and God looks on the heart. You see, we're looking at the heart of people and we're making a declaration. We're making the declaration that God is making. You can do this. You can make this. It's important. So there's nothing more exciting than discover that you have a purpose. <laughs> then your purpose is where we make a difference. And where we make a difference is right within our own circle. Our own circle of, of friends and families and people we touch with, people we talk to. You know, we make a difference in their life. You have talents. <laughs> you have abilities that God has given specifically to you for your life, 
so that you can make a difference for God to four people right where you're at. You see, I am in Christ. Now, we used to, maybe perhaps we were a critic, but you know, we're a new creation. So we're not the critic anymore. The old, the old has died. We're not the person who can find fault. The old is gone. We are the person who has a new life. We have a new life in Christ. So be encouraged that no matter what is happening in our life, we have a chance for a new beginning. You see, this is, the, this is the, the hope that comes to us in Christ and through the Christian faith. Many times, uh, I think we, we look at life and uh, we, we see the problems, and there are problems everywhere. There are, there are difficulties and there are crazy people, and there are people trying to destroy people, and, you know, they seemingly have no direction, and people are hurt, and, and people die, and... It's just like, God, what can we do? Well, we are there to make a difference. In Christ, all things, all things, all things. We're there to make a difference for people, and we make a difference by our presence, by our words, by our comfort, by a hug, by a handshake. We make a difference, and you are there for a specific purpose. And that purpose is to touch their life in a way that helps you understand that God has made a difference in you, but helps them understand that God is with them. You know, it looks good from here. <laughs> leave the old behind. Uh, leave the old behaviors, the old thinking. Sometimes we need to change our vocabulary. <laughs> Amen. Uh, we need new words to our vocabulary. <laughs> you know? What are encouraging words? What are encouraging words? Wow, that looked good. You know, you could have done better. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, you know, telling the kid, can't you stay within the lines? <laughs> you know? Uh, is that your best? Wow, looks good. What does it mean to you? What does it mean to you? I think of, um, I think I said this last week. Jose, is it time for me to be done? We didn't put up the clock. Oh. He usually runs a 30-minute timer, and I know where I'm at. I don't know where I'm at, so you're, you're at problems now. Because we were talking about doing a two-hour delay, and that meant we wouldn't get out till 2 o'clock. <laughs> no, we weren't doing a two-hour delay. But... Um, um, I, get, I have a very unique opportunity to be with people at the end of their life. And um, I have a, a very unique opportunity to help people come to terms with dying and going to heaven. And um, an individual a couple of weeks ago, we were talking and, and the person said, I am heavy with death because she's dying. And I said, well, you know, we can have life. And I talked about, they had had a Christian influence, and so we talked about forgiveness and things and how that that heaviness can go away. Well, the same thing is, um, you know, again, you, 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 you go in to be with a person who 
is the last maybe four, three or four hours of consciousness. And you hug them and hold them and they say thank you because you represent God and God is there. And, but you see, that's, that's where I live for a while. But most, my, my, my uh, I think my most important thing is being here that we are able to continue to teach and to understand and grow as individuals and grow as people and we're trusting that Jesus is leading us. You see, that there's, there's more to life than just ending. There's life every day. There's a new life that we have and we need to recognize how fortunate we are to be alive and that we are, we are to recognize how fortunate we are to have the giftings that we have and that God has given us spe- specific and special gifts to be able to touch people's lives and make a difference. And if we think that somebody else has those gifts and we don't, we're missing the mark. Because in Christ, in Christ, the old, thinking I missed the mark, I did this, the old is gone. The new is, I have specific gifts and blessings and talents. I have a specific anointing from God for my life. Well, I only do this, or I only, it doesn't matter what your only is. We are, we are talented and we are gifted in a specific area, and in that place where we work, God has blessed you to be his hands and his words and his feet and whatever you are. You recognize and see all the people that you touch in a day. All the different people that come in contact with you or what you, what you do or what you've done or whatever, we find that God is there. Now, I was going to finish with Abraham and uh, Lot, okay? Now, Abraham and Lot, they were blessed beyond measure, okay? They were living together, you know, Lot's flocks and Abraham's flocks, and there were so many of them. God had blessed them so well that there was just too much, too many flocks and too, too little land. So Abraham says, okay, we got to divide things up, Lot. You get to choose. Well, Abraham should have chosen, you know, he was, the, he was the, uh, the patriarch here. He was the guy who should have chosen. But Abraham says, no, Lot, you choose. Well, Lot says, I got lots of herds and got lots of this. I'm going down to the valley where all the, all the green pastures are. And I'm going to, my herds and everything I have will prosper and grow. And it was near Sodom and Gomorrah. And <laughs> the end of the story is Lot lost everything. He barely got out of there with his life. But Abraham, because of his attitude about what he had, it's interesting that right after Lot decided to leave and go south, (laughs) go to the green pastures, God said to Abraham, lift up your eyes, lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are. Lift your eyes and look from the place where you are. Lift your eyes and look from the place where you are. For Abraham, that was more of a rocky, desert, barren land. And, and God says, that's all right. You're going to bless many nations. Now, the circumstances didn't dictate what Abraham's blessing was going to be. God did. Abraham had to look and lift his eyes from the place where he was 
and believe that God has a purpose for him. And that's where we're at. We need to look from where we are. God is telling us, just like he told Abraham, look from where you are. And we look out, and what do we see? (laughs) If you've ever been there, it's desert and heat and the whole works. And Abraham took that route, and he didn't decline at all. In fact, he prospered. Lot, he took the easy way, and he lost everything. So the challenge isn't so much in choosing the easy way or not choosing the easy way. The the, The choice is in understanding God's blessing is not in what you see around you. The blessing of God is what you see in Christ. In Christ, the old goes away. The new is born every day. New opportunities. And no matter what the failures, God says, it's okay, it's part of the plan. You know, Abraham, Lot, God, I, I, I lost out on all the green grass and the... And the uh, don't worry about it. Lift up your eyes from where you are and I'm going to take care of you. In Christ, in Christ, the old passes away, everything becomes new. Amen? Looks good from here. <laughs> Lift up your eyes. Don't see with what your natural thing is. See with that which is in Christ and recognize in Christ we are all made alive now and forevermore. Amen? Let's stand. (laughs) So anyone who's going to find anything uh, greater than what they have right now, we just look up. And every time, uh, every time Abraham looked up, God was there. So, amen? Father, we thank you that you call us just as you called Abraham. God, you call us just like you called Isaac and Jacob. God, you call us to be your child, to be your children to whom you can bless and whom you can show yourself through. So we thank you that we are a new creation in you and that old things pass away. We thank you that in Christ we're made again anew and anew and anew and again and again and again. Every day your promises are renewed. Help us, O Lord, to receive them, to speak them, to allow them to flow through our lives, to touch the lives of others. We pray in Jesus' name. Everybody said? How many receive it? Okay, we're going to start, sit down. We're going to do this all over again. (laughs) We receive it in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Amen. Okay.